On the morning of Monday the 26th of October 2015, Peter Anthony Scott Farquhar was found dead in his house at Three Manor Park in Maids Morton on the edge of Buckingham. His cleaner found his body slumped on the sofa in the living room, which was situated just to the right of the front door, opposite a downstairs toilet. There was a near-empty bottle of Aberlour whisky on the table beside the sofa. The room looked messy, disordered, and in need of a good tidy up. It really did require the services of a cleaner. Judge that observation for yourself, as everything that morning was captured by the body camera of the female police officer who responded to the cleaner's call, and which would later be shown in the Channel 4 documentary Catching a Killer, a Diary from the Grave. For a few fleeting and distressing frames, we even catch a glimpse of Peter's lifeless body. A doctor was called, and then, because the cause of death was unknown, so too was the coroner, the judicial officer tasked with finding out what had happened. In this case, it was Richard Hewlett, the chief coroner for Buckinghamshire. Hewlett was a lawyer by training and had presided over 30,000 deaths since being appointed in 1991. He was just a few months away from retiring and in an interview that he gave to a local paper said that he was looking forward to travelling around Europe without having to worry about rushing back or being able to fit in the travel. I'm not certain how to interpret that statement, but Hewlett duly arranged for an inquest to be held in Beaconsfield, in the south of the county, in November 2015, and ruled that Peter had died of acute alcohol intoxication as a result of an accident. Case closed. Move along now. Nothing to see here. Like the good people of Middle England that we all are, that's more or less what we did. Perhaps if you'd known Peter, you might be tempted to call his life ordinary, but it hadn't been uneventful. He'd been a very successful head of English at one of England's most famous public schools, a lecturer in English literature at the University of Buckingham, and had self-published three novels, Between Boy and Man in 2010, A Bitter Heart in 2012, and A Wide, Wide Sea in 2015. These were all noteworthy achievements rather than run-of-the-mill, but it was the circumstances in which he was killed that would make him extraordinary. When the truth surrounding Peter's death finally came to light, the Crown Prosecution Service described the case as like something out of a novel. The CPS is not noted for irony. In fact, it had been a love of literature that had brought Peter and his killer together. Literature had been a constant in Peter's life, whether as a student, teacher or author. His favourite book, I was told during my research, was The Ambassadors by Henry James and for over a decade he had run a very serious book club in Buckingham. The Stowe Reading Group, sometimes also known as the Stowe Reading Circle, met three times a year and how that group was organised and what was discussed there offers us glimpses of literary Peter that can help us to understand how he went about writing and what it was he chose to write about. Peter was 69 years old when he died, but I am uncertain if I should describe him as elderly. 
where elderly begins, seems to be different for everyone, or is sometimes simply linked to the age at which we retire. There are about 285 people aged 65 and over, the typical age of retirement, for every thousand people aged 16 to 64 in the UK. We seem to be much more interested in this latter group, the working age population. We debate endlessly about the taxes they pay, the interest they have and where and on what they might want to spend their hard-earned cash. We know about the cars they drive, the books they read and the TV programmes they like to watch. Their world is envied, visible and seemingly vital, not just because we think it's important, but because we consciously choose not to discuss anything else.